You are live. All right, man. Welcome to my little live stream. Uh, what, 500 feet above the Hudson River here in Manhattan, overlooking uh, Jersey across the way as the sun goes down. What's up, Jennifer First? You are first on the Facebook, my friend David Strauss and Benjamin Blumenthal. Where's Benjamin? Benjamin! There's Benjamin and Tim McConnell and uh, Chico. What's up, buddy? Debbie up there in Boston, I see. Who else do I see? Aaron Lewis, who used to be the lead singer of Stained, S-T-A-I-N-D, now a country uh, western singer, I believe, right? What's up, Baron Lewis? How are you? Andy Vollin, my actor friend from Albany. He just got back on a, a stage recently, and uh, it looked like it was a big success for you, Andy. So congratulations on that. We got the Connolly Pest Control off the YouTube, another one of the regulars. We got Hugo Chavez and Scott Watson. What's up, Scott? How are you, buddy? Oh, my God. I know everybody. Brian Bernard, of course, fellow Long Islander. Where's Brian? Jamie Marie D, how are you? What's going on? And, of course, Pat fucking Duffy. Uh, yeah, man. Norm MacDonald, uh, literally the funniest man alive. He was never not funny. News came out of nowhere today a couple hours ago. Died at the age of 61 years old. Um, Norm MacDonald was... Holy crap. Uh, easily one of the greatest. Easily. Uh, so funny. And it turns out he was um, he was fighting cancer for the last nine years, and he was doing it privately. He didn't want anyone to know about his cancer. That's why it was a massive surprise today when uh, it hit all our social media that Norm MacDonald died at the age of fucking 61, man. That's it. God, that sucks. Norm MacDonald was on the show, I think, once. We finally got him on, and we knew we were in front of greatness. You just knew that you were hanging out with one of the funniest guys to ever live. <laughs> Sorry about that. Fall allergies have begun. Uh, Dirty Work was in 1998. Really? Holy shit. That movie, by the way, is very, very underrated. Go back and watch Dirty Work again. That movie is absolutely, uh, yeah, there you go. Uh, a classic, the 495 Marauder says. I think you're right, my friend. Oh, glad to catch you live. Just wanted to say your 9-11 broadcast was surreal, and I really appreciate the fact you guys went live that day. Rest in peace to Norm MacDonald. Well, thank you, Steve. I appreciate that. I, I discussed the... Uh, my memories of 9-11 20 years later on the latest episode of the OP Radio podcast. It's out wherever you get your podcasts. I hope you're a subscriber. I could use uh, I could use some more numbers. We're doing good, but I could use some more numbers. And uh, I've also said that in the last 20 years, I've never really listened back to the 9-11 show that me and Anthony did. I mean, everyone to this day praises us. They have a lot of really, really nice things to say about uh, the show we did, but... For whatever reason, man, I have no desire to listen back to that one. Um, I've, I've heard a clip here and there, a minute here, a minute there. But besides that, that was uh, uh, one and done for me. I, I, I did the show with Anthony, and I basically never really wanted to hear it again, to be honest with you. Um, we just, uh, I don't know. I think, that, I think that show changed us. I think it changed the show. 
uh, for good and bad. I think uh, the Opie and Anthony show was a very silly, funny show before 9-11. And then it was like, oh, my God. We really got to start talking about some serious issues now, man, moving forward. And uh, that was the turning point right there that day. Then uh, we started definitely sprinkling in uh, some more serious stuff to the, uh, the Opie and Anthony show. Uh, $10. Rest in peace, Norm. What a funny dude. What's up, Jimmy uh, Frankum? Thanks for the $10, brother. School supplies aren't cheap. Stupid school. It's something you do in Manhattan, so it's not really a, a big hum, 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 humble brag. But, uh, you know, they go to private school. Because the, the school in this area, eh, not so good. Not so good. So we had to find a better school for the kids. And on top of paying ridiculous money, they they wanted us to fucking go out and get all sorts of uh, school supplies. And then my kid brings in his school supplies, and then they're not, they're not good enough. He's got to get another pencil holder because it needs a zipper for some reason. Why, why does he need a zipper? on his pencil holder that's ridiculous so they're in the other room right now going over the 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 school supplies what's right what's wrong what they need to to add to the to the list it's just ridiculous man uh jennifer first i feel like someone should have put out a documentary about all the sports radio host tv shows that continued and kept us uh entertained around 9 11 right on i was watching espn you know, this was the only thing, actually, I, I, I watched uh, with the 9-11 the, the coverage 20 years later. And it was ESPN, how basically sports got back uh, playing. And the famous Mike Piazza home run, first game back for the Mets. And it turned out that uh, they were playing, what, the Atlanta Braves. And uh, the Mets and the Braves never really got along. And Chipper Jones said, I hated pretty much everyone on that damn team. But he said... Man, I hugged every single player before that game because everybody was on the same page. It took 9-11 to get everyone on the same page. And then what? It lasted a couple weeks, and then you saw all those tiny little flags on the side of the road that everyone had on their cars for the first two weeks. And you just realize the possibilities. If this damn country could come together on some things, why am I preaching this? This is the dumbest thing ever because you know it's not going to happen. But um, ESPN did a great job, and they they went over the whole Mets-Braves uh, game. And um, Mike Piazza comes up to the plate and hits uh, the, the, the game-winning home run. It was fucking epic. And uh, six years later, I think Mike Piazza went into the Hall of Fame he had 400 and uh, where are my stat people at? He had 400 and I want to say like 95 home runs in his career. And at his acceptance speech for the Hall of Fame, he only talked about one fucking home run. The home run he hit the first game back after 9-11. I, it gave me fucking goosebumps, man. Uh, Sergeant Mark Facetti, how are you, brother? Congratulations to Mark Facetti's son. He's officially a Marine, man. That's uh, that's absolutely awesome news. I hope he stays safe. Uh, and, yeah, we will do Kensington soon. We were supposed to do that podcast right around when everything uh, shut down because of the coronavirus. Me and uh, Mark Facetti were going to do a, a drive through uh, Kensington to look at all. Look, there's no other way to say it. To look at all the drug addicts. That's a crazy area of, uh, of Philly, man. 
I think uh, I think the city has pretty much accepted that they'll let that area go to shit, and that's where all the drug addicts could uh, hang out together. So it doesn't affect uh, the rest of the city. Although we know drugs are affecting everybody. It's just ridiculous. It's been crazy since coming back to New York City. I'm in a lot of pain. I'm not on painkillers. I refuse to go on painkillers uh, for my lower back. I was talking to my friend today. Uh, our kids are in the same school. And she just got lower back surgery they put a little spacer in there and she was showing me the uh the x-ray oh my goodness oh my god and she says uh that it was finally time for her oh, look at how skinny this stupid arm is oh god um but she's had the back issues uh for a very very long time as well and then she finally went to uh, this this lady and she goes it's time and she got the surgery, and uh, it's only been a few days, and she was there picking up her kid today, and she looked great. And I go, but can you bend over? And she bent over for me. So I'm actually going to go to her uh, her lady for this back because uh, it's one of the reasons why I haven't been on the live stream. I pulled out my back so fucking bad, and it was Doggy's fault, which pisses me off because anyone out there that suffers um, back issues, and I know there's a bunch of you, um, you know what you can and can't do. Like, I know I can't turn to the side and bend down. If I do that, my vertebrae is going to go to the side, and then I'm going to be in excruciating pain for at least two weeks. I know this. I know I can't really pull heavy stuff towards me. I know if I lift things, I got to really make sure I'm bending at the knees and that my back is in the proper position. You learn all this shit because you're trying to avoid the surgery. <laughs> She's not strange. She's my friend. Oh, still getting strange women to bend over. Uh, <laughs> that's one way to get a lady to bend over. Uh, Rachel says up there in Minnesota. Where's Rachel? Oh, my God. The comments are flying by. There's Rachel. Let's give her a little love on the big screen. So I know all this stuff. I avoid all that stuff or I'm very, very careful. And that has allowed me to not have my back pull out as much. I'm in New York City. We're trying to get the kids back to school. Everyone is stressed out. We're all tired. We're just trying to get back into the, uh, into the uh, routine again. And I'm bringing Doggy to the, uh, the dog park. What's up, Carol? Pretty plus more joining the, uh, the chat down there in, uh, I want to say, uh, Lake Charles. Is it Lake Charles, Louisiana? I know it's the place where, like, every other hurricane hits and you still live there, which is stupid. She'd never stay in one area for family ever. And she's got some more shit that she's got to deal with. And uh, they had the Weather Channel nearby. And I said, you have nothing to worry about because Jim Cantor wasn't outside your window. If Jim Cantor's outside your window, then you got something to worry about. But uh, Pretty Plus More is in the room. What's up? What was I saying? Oh, all right. So I, I, I went to the dog park with the dog. Everything was fine. And then he saw a beauty to, to my right. And he pulled really hard to get at this dog, and it knocked out my back. And I'm here to say this is the first uh, day in about three, maybe four days where I'm starting to feel okay. I think I got to get the back healthy. I think I got to um, get a little more DDPY yoga in. I let that slack a little bit over the summer. I got to get my core strong again. And then I'm going to go to this lady that my friend recommended and see where we're at with these uh, herniated discs. Uh, I think the kid is uh, heading towards surgery, unfortunately. What are you saying, pretty plus more? 
also known as Carol. I can't call you Carol. I was just watching the clip with Opie and Anthony Bourdain, and it seems like his uh, his back hurts. Oh, in that clip? Dude, I went to work many, many times with a really, really bad back. I don't want to make excuses for my behavior, but I was incredibly irritable um, on that show from time to time. And one of the reasons... Uh, was this really bad back where I couldn't sit for hours. I couldn't sit all day long. So even when I came home, I had to just lay on the ground, and that's how I had to live. But when I went to work, I had to sit to do the radio show, and I would slump way weird in my chair because it was the only way I could get comfort. And I, I do believe, because you can see the pain on my face in that clip too, that uh, my back was out when I was talking to Anthony Bourdain. Speaking of which... Uh, the documentary on Anthony Bourdain, it's called Roadrunner. It's absolutely great. It's great, but man, do I miss that guy. I want to go back to the uh, the stuff you've uh, drank on the show. Mm -hmm. uh, I just I just saw the Ethiopian episode, and I, I was trying to like write down everything that was in that one drink. It was what was it? It was wine. It was wine. I think, I don't know with gin or yeah. There was gin in there. Uh, Sprite. Sprite, yes, and some a, kind a of beer. beer. I think. But then I think there was something else. They put it all together in this. How did that really? You can taste? get that in Harlem. Uh, it tasted yeah, like a fizzy apple juice. Fizzy. Oh, it wasn't yeah. that bad. Yeah. Oh, it was sinister. You know, it was like a little <laughs> Long Island iced tea. You put so much liquor in there that it doesn't taste like there's liquor in there at all. And you know, next thing you know, it's you know, where'd my pants go? <laughs> 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 that, those Long Island iced teas were dangerous, oh, man. Get you. Oh, they were tasty. It's like seven liquors in there. It, yeah. But it all, it, you don't taste one liquor. No. It impairs your judgment. A little though. bit. Definitely. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What I was, can't mess with it. What was the the wildest thing you ever drank? Oh, wow. Uh, uh, you're not asking you me, I hope. Some of that <laughs> fermented spit back, spit uh, ferment. I've done that in Peru where they, you know, the women, they chew yucca and, and uh, spit it into a bowl <laughs> and it ferments. Yes. Um, How bad does that spit. smell? Uh, there's worse stuff in this world. Uh, th there's pulque. That, uh, it's, a, it's a Mexican, low alcohol Mexican drink that um, it has a sort of a sticky off-white texture uh familiar to fans of peter north and um <laughs> and it, you, it, you 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 buy it by the bucket and it's super uh super cheap uh, so, but you have to drink it all day to get you know hammered oh, so God. people sit around literally pissing their pants drinking this stuff what's in it semen and what else the, uh, agave i think it's a uh cactus made from uh, cactus so semen and cactus it's semen-like. Oh, semen -like. okay. I, I, semen -like. I really thought you were talking about it. Was, it was actually semen. No, but it, it definitely... <laughs> so it's like... It, it, it's super... We we shot... The first time we shot a pulque it? scene in a Mexico show on Cook's tour, uh, there was a photographer from, uh, I don't know, some magazine with us, and he, he's... You know, I'm about to drink it. I'm not feeling too good. You know, it's early in my career. You know, I'm trying to do the... You know, I'm, 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 I'm trying to stick with the program. And it's this, like, big bucket, and I... Pour it into the glass, and the guy's shrieking, "Oh, it looks like cum!" And I'm like, "Oh, he's gonna fucking have an hard enough time exactly. here." You know? Oh. you know, my stomach's already roiling. <laughs> <laughs> I got so, and I, it was a long time. Sometimes it's pretty decent, but this was not good. And I'd, I'd eaten some bad chicken, and and I was hitting the tequila hard. And I, I, I remember making it back to my hotel room. 
and projectile vomiting with such like sort of pent up repressed power. <laughs> like I've been struggling to hold it down all the drive back from the shoot, and I mean oh. I ran into my room and. It, it was like a such a powerful geyser. I'm convinced it like neatly shot across the room into the toilet and rocked it on its ribs. You know? it was just amazing. Was that the, the the biggest buzz you had on the road doing this show? Uh, Korea was has to be right up there. Uh, they drink. They go hard. Uh, the Russia. It's Russia shows that are really Russia. Tough. You know, you can't you can't escape. You know. You can slink away in Korea eventually without offending anybody, uh, but Russia—it's every shot is personal. You know, every—I <laughs> only shoot there like every five, six years because I just—I can't—I can't take it. <laughs> wow! I—I I clocked uh, last shoot there. I mean, every meal you sit down on the, the, the Russians are not the most friendly people in the world, but the wham out, out comes a lukewarm bottle of vodka and they don't it's, it's not like they Ugh. it's the smooth shit either okay there's no like p diddy brand you know, <laughs> no it's just rough grabby by the no throat. ciroc and there's no like mixers oh. either i mean they'll, they'll maybe some unsweetened cranberry juice but you don't mix that you're not making any friends if you're like oh, i'll have a cape cotter you know <laughs> that's not going on yeah uh no ice nothing it's shots and uh, average for me when i was there last was uh <laughs> two or three shots for breakfast Seven to nine shots for lunch and 16 to 19 shots every day, every day at dinner. And they're always personal. You know, it's like, this is to the, you know, the great war and our combined efforts to destroy Nazism and fascism and the death of, you know, millions of people, uh, you know, that stained the battlefields of Europe with their blood and sacrifice. Okay, I'm for that. Whammo, you do oh. a shot. And then it's, you know, this is to the end of the Cold War and hands across the water and avoiding nuclear apocalypse. Okay, I'm for that. And then it's like, this is to our grandfathers. You know, so by around shot number 19, when you just can't do it anymore. And it's got, you know, now it's, uh, this is to our mothers. What are you going to do? Say, hey, fuck your mother. I'm not, <laughs> I'm not drinking that bitch. <laughs> <laughs> I love that it starts way up here and by the end of the by night, that's right. <laughs> Sagging to the floor and just passing oh, out is acceptable God. behavior. Really? I, I just, I can't. And they can handle it too, right? Their tolerance is ridiculous. But it is like getting smashed. They get just, it's just okay to get completely blind. I mean, I'm always, am I going to, it's not am I going to puke, it's am I going to make it out that door before I puke. You, you know, know you're going to puke every time almost. It, by the end of a full day drinking in Russia, it's got, it's got to go somewhere. I mean, yeah. Um, don't want to oversell it, but people uh, ask me a lot, who who are some of your favorite guests when you're doing radio? And one has to be Anthony Bourdain. Oh, my God. He came in, and he had stories all day long to talk about. And uh, I loved him as a guest. I'll never forget, I'm paraphrasing, but I asked him, I saw sadness in his eyes, especially um, especially on the last couple appearances on the Opie and Anthony show, or maybe it was just me at the time, whatever, I don't know, I was just doing radio with whoever I could find, and I asked him if he had hope for humanity because he travels the world, and I remember his answer, and I'm paraphrasing that he did not have hope for humanity, and that really, really surprised the hell out of me and really made me bummed out. And it made me think that um, he obviously had some some demons that he was fighting his entire life. But I wonder if uh, traveling the world and, and seeing how uh, a lot of the world lived wasn't like we have it here in America. 
I wonder if that wore on him uh, over the years because um, the fucking guy ended up taking his own goddamn life. I think he was a deep thinker. I think he was a, a searcher. I think he was in search of something more meaningful in life. And sadly, I don't think he ever. Uh, I don't think he ever found it. Um, but the documentary's absolutely uh, terrific. Really, really well done. And it's sad to see all his friends um, just depressed and sad by his passing. It just sucks. That Korean artist, I forget his name, David, uh, I want to say David Cho, is it? Really famous Korean artist. He was really um, close friends with Anthony Bourdain. And he said something that resonated with me. And I didn't even realize it until I, I heard it in the documentary. But he said that he hasn't cut his hair since uh, Anthony Bourdain uh, died. And I went, oh, my God. And I finally realized my hair is so long and so stupid. At this point, I can't even um, I can't even wear it down anymore. It's past my shoulders. It's ridiculous. My hair is absolutely ridiculous. But I can't cut it for some reason. There are times I'm basically walking to go get a haircut or driving to go get a haircut, and I can't do it. And it finally hit me. I was kind of saying that it was uh, COVID. Because I haven't had a haircuts, uh, uh, haircut excuse me, since uh, COVID. And it hit me watching this Anthony Bourdain documentary, listening to the Korean um, artist who was really close with uh, Anthony Bourdain. I haven't cut my hair, I realized, since Vic Henley died. It's some weird thing that I, I feel still connected to Vic or something. And that's the real reason I haven't cut my fucking hair. And it hit me as I was watching this documentary. Because I, I was thinking to myself, you, you keep telling people on the live stream and, and your friends and stuff that, you know, uh, it's your COVID hair and, uh, and that's the reason you grew it out. It's not true. After Vic died, I, I fell into a pretty good depression, um, especially because he died shortly after uh, Carl Ruiz, only within six months of each other. The anniversary of Carl's uh, death coming up very, very soon, September 21st. I love my wife even more because she, uh, you know, she helped me get through it and all. She was, she had patience with me. But I realized that one of the things I did because I was depressed because of the deaths of uh, Vic Henley and Carl Ruiz was I didn't want to cut my fucking hair. And now I feel like I could, I could finally cut my hair. And I don't even know if this makes sense to anyone, and that's okay. I think I, I think I turn on these live streams just to fucking do a dear diary <laughs> dear diary because i kept thinking to myself why can't you cut your fucking hair but um yeah the the anthony bourdain documentary was great it shows you that um money and fame isn't everything and obviously if you have money god if it doesn't make this life a lot easier of course and to not uh, acknowledge that and admit that is just you're lying you're absolutely just lying but it's not everything uh, oh is it really Carol not cutting your hair is a hidden symptom of depression you've been through a lot is it really because I swear to you when I was watching the Anthony Bourdain documentary and at the end of it I want to remember his name David Cho I think said he hasn't cut his hair since Anthony Bourdain died 
I was like, holy shit. And it, then it finally made sense to me. What was cool, though, at the end of the documentary, I'm not giving anything away here. Uh, he talked about Anthony Bourdain. He mourned. He told some great stories. He had tears in his eyes. And at the end of the fucking documentary, he had short fucking hair. So I think it's finally time. Does the doc discuss the bitch girlfriend? Well, yeah, that's the reason. Asia, I think her name is, even though it's spelled Asia. She was like, what, an Italian film star? And uh, Anthony Bourdain fell for her. And he found out uh, through the tabloids that she was uh, kind of cheating on him or with her old boyfriend or something like that. And that put uh, Anthony Bourdain over the edge. And, uh, man, Anthony Bourdain wanted to make it hurt because he, uh, he fucking hung himself, man. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. I think... Anthony Bourdain was very dark, had demons, deep thinker, wanted to be known as a writer. And uh, following that, that punk rock logic, I think that he was looking for his Nancy. And he found his Nancy, as in Sid and Nancy. And he wasn't ready for a Nancy. Uh, this woman, this Italian um, film star, ate him alive in the end. Oh, my God. But they didn't go too much into it there, Carol. I got the uh, proper pronunciation right there. Uh, Asia, handsome T off the YouTube. Thank you, buddy. Appreciate it. So, uh, yeah, so the back has been problematic. And then, um, and then the dog came into the house. I was taking him for a walk. And because of the bad back... Um, I couldn't check his butthole to make sure there was no turds hanging out. So we bring him back into the apartment two days ago. And uh, there was a turd hanging out of his butt. And he's running all around the house. And we're chasing him, panicking. This was the night before my kid's first day of school. So instead of being all relaxed and ready for uh, the first day of school, we're in a complete panic running all over our goddamn house, trying to grab the dog before he starts uh, playing bingo with his asshole all over our white couch. Yes, our white couch. Here in New York, uh, we got a little help with some designs, you know, and we told the lady, we said, hey, lady, we got two small kids. We want this place to be uh, kid-friendly. And guess what the lady did? She made sure the colors were white, cream, very, very light brown, very, very light yellow. Holy crap, does anyone listen to you? But proud to say that uh, the dog uh, didn't get poop all over the white couch. We wrangled him up, we got him in the shower, and then I his asshole. I washed it out good. Washed it, washed it, washed it. Thank God that uh, that was that was that. And then you know, because I'm trying to be more professional, I, I'm starting to write notes of things I want to talk about. And uh, this is no joke. This is no joke. He ate half my notes, so I don't even know what I wanted to talk about. Look, I'll, I'll show you the writing. He ate my notes. Oh, I wanted to talk about double stuffed uh, Oreos. That's what double means. Okay, so. I, uh, I got the bed back. I wanted to take a really, really hot bath, like almost boiling water to just kind of 
soothe the back and loosen it up so maybe I could take the dog for a walk or, or play with the kids or whatnot. I'm nude in the bathroom getting ready to go into my scolding hot uh, bathtub, right? I got a peek of my back boobs in the mirror. I was like, what the fuck? And I just had double stuffed Oreos. Of course, you have to have double stuffed. The regular Oreos aren't enough. You got to double stuff them, right? It made me, I was this close to putting my finger down my throat to, to get rid of the double stuffed Oreos immediately because I got a peek of my back boobs. So the kid is officially on a diet, damn it. Brian Bernard with the $10. We love you, Ope. Thanks for keeping us entertained. Rest in peace to uh, Norm McDonald. Thank you, Brian Bernard. I appreciate it. I appreciate you. So, yeah, I did write that down before Doggy took a bite. Look, there's the bite. He took a bite right out of my goddamn notes. Um, What's up, Vincent Scaramuzzo? How are you? Hey, how's it going, buddy? One question for you, because you haven't been on a lot. Yeah. You've been hitting me. And last time I asked an important question... I ended up getting bashed on other people's shows while so remain nameless. So <laughs> I'm a little hesitant, but I'm I'm gonna go forward with it. So you're I'll just set this up for the people at home. Opie's always very transparent. So like he'll bash people and then he'll give people credit. And if somebody's, you know, one side or the other, he'll say the positive and negatives. And he's obviously hammered Stern. I was a big WNEW fan back in the days when we were, you know, nipping at Stern's heels, going after him. Um, you know, his co-host, old co-host Anthony did a great stern impression, had a lot of fun with that. But last week you gave him credit because you said you drove a car, had serious satellite radio on it, and you heard a couple of good interviews. I think one was, um, I can't remember who the interviews were, but anyway, a couple of good interviews and you really liked them. So my question is, did you really like them or is serious satellite radio talking to you? And maybe you wanted to throw in a couple of nice comments when you could. Every once in a while, I'm in a situation where I do have Sirius XM in the car. And uh, my first thought always is to go to the Pearl Jam channel because I always like that. Uh, sometimes I'll turn on Yacht, Yacht Rock. But you got to understand, it's very rare. It's not like every every week. It's like months in between. And uh, recently, I needed to borrow a car because I was getting blood work for the Lyme disease. Turns out I don't. I never had Lyme disease and I had to take that damn medication. But um, as I was getting um, this blood work done, it was, it was a pretty good ride. It was a good half hour, 40 minute ride. Um, I, I was in a car with Sirius XM. I was actually by myself. I was borrowing someone's car. And I don't know why, but I turned on Howard and I heard him interview David Grohl. And I also heard him interview um, Chris Russo. Yeah. I was very entertained by both interviews. Absolutely. No, I, if I thought it sucked, I would tell you. I, I get that. And you always give it straight. So my question is, yeah, is, has Sirius knocked on your door? Yes, no, or I can't confirm or deny? Not in uh, a while. Let's just put it that way. In a, in a long <laughs> while at this point. Um, I will mention something about Howard, though, because you brought it up. Yeah. Go ahead. His interviewing style, he's just, he's good. He's not great. He's never going to be considered one of the greatest interviewers ever. I think Ron Bennington is way better. I take pride in uh, what I've done over the years. I'm not, I'm not yeah. comparing myself, but I take pride in uh, throwing some good interviews out there. His style is so weird. He's like, 
he talks really softly not now, like, all right, James Hetfield, so tell me about uh, the writing. I of just saw that one. Is it, is it your favorite uh, Metallica song? Because I remember one time you were in here, you were talking about blah, blah, blah. he's really soft-spoken, like he's trying to get their guard down so they'll open up for him, and it's really creepy to listen to. He's really soft-spoken, and he, and I'm like, who is this guy? He's playing some weird, like, role now, I think. He, he probably is. He likes the interview thing, but I watched, I mean, I, listen, I'm guilty. I watched, um, and I don't like her. It was Miley Cyrus in there with Metallica, and I think she covered Nothing Else Matters, and, and I don't like her voice. I have it's that good. on my list. It was the last thing I was going to talk about. So my dog ate my notes. If you're just tuning in, and that's the truth, because I'm I'm starting to slowly uh, prepare a little more. For the last year, I would just turn this thing on and wing it, man. But now I'm writing little thought starters, and you can read the last one. We got a match though. Howard's interview style, and then uh, I want to talk about Miley Cyrus sounded oh, yeah, like a goat on Nothing Else Matters. We got a match. Do you, it was she? Would you think? I th I mean, I you can. This Crush me. I thought she was great. Hell fucking no, man. I go way back with Metallica. Okay. I uh, I got to play Metallica at a radio station in Buffalo when no one else was playing it yet. We played one. We played Ride the Lightning. No rock radio was playing uh, yeah. Ride the Lightning and one back in the late 80s. Nobody. It took the Black Album. Then everyone's like, oh, I think we could play Metallica on the radio. They felt like it was safe enough, finally. Yeah. I saw Metallica in the snake pit in Buffalo where we actually had tickets under the stage and looked up at the guys. Wow. I'll never forget that in my life. There was about, uh, I want to say like 20 of us. It was our radio station. So we had like 20 winners, something like that. And then a few staff members, they literally called it the snake pit. And it was, you looked up from uh, beneath the stage. They were, they were crawling. They were walking right over your head. Basically. It was amazing. And I met all the guys back then. Damn. And I love that Black Album. I love Nothing Else Matters. I think it's one of their uh, greatest songs. Although I love Said But True and uh, Wherever I May Roam might be uh, my two favorites off that album. Harris. They're all great. Because uh, they rock. But Nothing Else yeah. Matters is one of the greatest rock songs of all time. And James Hetfield's voice on that song is absolutely amazing. And I think Miley Cyrus singing that song showed you how great James Hetfield's voice is on that goddamn song. My point is, and it's kind of important, is that everyone's praising Miley Cyrus singing with uh, Metallica, and I was like, eh, it's okay. I think she's uh, an amazing performer. She's hot as shit. Um, her vocals aren't great, but uh, she more than gets by. Her best song is the, uh, the cover she did of Jolene. Yeah. Um, but I thought her vocal on Nothing Else Matters fell uh, very short. And you realize how strong Hetfield's uh, vocals are on that damn song, man. She sounded like a goat. Nothing else matters. You, you, think, she's hot? you think she's hot? I saw her once in the lobby of Sirius XM getting all ready for the paparazzi and the fans. Oh, these celebrities, they're just the worst. And then they walk out <laughs> and they believe, like, oh, my God, why are you bothering me? But she was there with her, her publicist and all her people, making sure she looked just right before she left that damn building. Oh, yeah. I mean, that was a few years ago. She was uh, smoking hot. A cousin of mine used to work for Sony, and he always said, like, you know, you see these people on TV, and you think, like, he met Jennifer Lopez. Which I don't think, I mean, I listen, I went to high school in the Bronx. I'm going to my re reunion down there next weekend. I don't think, 
you know, like I didn't think she was that good looking, but he's like, I met her in person and it's very different in person. So I'm, I'm guessing Miley might've been the same way. Yeah. I, uh, <laughs> I, uh, I used to be friends with Jennifer Lopez's sisters. You know, she was in uh, radio for a long time. Yeah. And uh, she worked at BAB when I did. And uh, I was trying to get even closer to her so I could have a shot at Jennifer Lopez back <laughs> in the day. That's a true story. The kid wanted and a she, shot. <laughs> and, she, and she saw it coming a mile away. Yeah. And she basically would tell me, like, I'm not introducing you to my sister. But she hung out. She was really, really cool. Uh, Linda Lopez. Uh, but... Uh, and then the other thing, Jennifer Lopez once walked by our studio at Sirius XM. You want to see a room full of guys lose their fucking what minds mind. just because she walked by? It's on my YouTube channel. Maybe I'll uh, t uh, tweet it out later, but uh, just put in JLo, Opie Radio, or something yeah. like that. And everyone, we're all just watching her walk by. And Mars, I think, was the guy that went, bam! Because uh, yeah. he saw he saw her ass. I want to do the motion, but I just realized I'll throw my back out again. But um, we lost our minds, man. It was that how good. sexy she was. I mean, the butt was a little weird. I'm not gonna <laughs> lie. Yeah. And, I, and I've seen the Kardashians' asses as well at Series XM. They're they're fucking weird butts when you start putting all those implants in there. Have you noticed on the beach everything? And I mean, this is anybody at home on any beach anywhere across the country. All the bathing suits, everything's up the ass. It's like really yeah. everybody's got stuff wedged up there, whether it should be or not. And one out of a hundred women, oh boy, I don't think you can talk about this stuff anymore in 2021. One out of a hundred women could pull off that bathing suit. No, one out one. of hundred it should be one. it shouldn't be. <laughs> they look ridiculous. It, yeah, it but looks there's like a lot of there's a lot of guys walking next to him. I'm sure you see him. I mean, I mean other farmers to you on me. I get a few more public people on our beach, but there's guys walking next to him and they're fucking proud, man. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. It's great. No, they, most of them look ridiculous. Most of them look like they're wearing a diaper. What'd you think of, did you see the, um, I mean, I didn't watch it live. I, I don't know that anybody watches MTV anymore, but I saw it, it was all over the feeds in the morning. Did you see, uh, was it Megan Fox and her, and her thing? Yeah. It's pretty sad that, um, she has to go through all that just to hide the attention from her thumbs. <laughs> Oh, she's got bad thumbs like you? <laughs> uh, she, no, we got the exact same thumbs. Me and Megan Fox have the exact same thumbs. All right, I'm going to let you go, Vinny. I got I to gotta make some pasta. See, now I'm making pasta tonight. How do you not eat pasta if you're going to cook it for the, the whole house? I'll start tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> I'll start tomorrow. All right, Vinny, thank you, brother. Vinny Scaramuzzo, I think, uh, where? Like Rhode Island? All right, guys, have a great uh, night, and uh, thank you for all the love and the support and the bleh, bleh, bleh. Um, if you want, join the private Facebook group. We really do have a, a great group of people in there, but don't be an asshole because we'll have to get rid of you. It's a very pure group. We bust each other's uh, balls, but uh, it's all in fun. So you, you click support now on my regular Facebook page. All right, uh, see you guys soon. Thanks. Have a great night, all right? All right. Goodbye now. I'm clicking this and it should end the live broadcast.
boo 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 boo